Good evening and welcome to the Business Buzz for your weekly dose of business, finance and economics news right here on VOW FM. Uh, that's uh, 88.1 broadcasting live from our studios right here in Bramfontein, Johannesburg. My name is Mdiwa Mob Justice Kavaza and I'll be your host on tonight's show. Now, who's to say that the world of business can't be entertaining? Definitely make sure you hold on to your seats as we seek to keep you entertained, educated and intrigued about the world of business. Now, it has been, you know, quite an interesting week. Uh, I think, you know, from the business world, it was quite interesting to see, um, you know, what's actually going on with the uh, Adapt IT, which is run by uh, CEO Spusha Balala, who is also the founder, uh, accused over the weekend for uh, for hiring, you know, um, thugs to go and attack uh, the partner of his estranged wife. And I think it's a, quite an interesting story. And against the backdrop of everything that's going on in South Africa around uh, domestic and gender-based violence, uh, Mr. Shabalala will certainly need uh, to clear his name uh, uh, without leaving a shadow of a doubt. Uh, but uh, on top of that, I do believe um, that the timing is quite interesting uh, simply because the company is going through um, a bit of a bidding war at the moment that's actually valued the company at around a billion uh, billion rand. Um, very interesting timing that all of this stuff would, uh, these revelations would come out at this time. Um, we're going to let uh, and see uh, what the courts say. The law should certainly take its course, uh, but but um, I do believe that questions should be asked. Uh, but for today, the question we are asking is uh, just around trends um, when it comes to affordable vehicles. And for today, we, that's the conversation that we're going to be having whilst uh, markets like uh, the United States are moving towards a more expensive luxury and um, sport utility vehicles otherwise known as SUVs uh, we see that in other parts of the world there's a trend towards uh, you know even smaller cars so that's uh, you know part of the discussion uh, that we are going to be having and also uh, just a little bit around what it actually takes to ensure uh, the vehicles that we do have and how you can get yourself some um, some affordable rates you can let us know in uh, in the comments let us know on social media uh, where you stand on any any of these matters we hope that you are you whatever vehicle you do have that you'd have uh, some type of insurance for it so that's how the show is going to be looking like if you want to engage with us remember that you can find us on facebook we are our firmal voice of vits can find our other Facebook page that is Vits Radio Academy and then on Twitter we're at VARFM and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. You can also stream the station live on VARFM.co.za and remember that uh, you know the podcasts of the Business Buzz show are available on iono.fm otherwise you can find us on all the major platforms that is Spotify Apple Podcasts together with Google Podcasts. So that's how the show is looking like. On the other side of this we get into uh, the top trending business and economics news in our business Rap. Forget what the little buddy told you. Follow us, follow us, follow us at BoFM and join the conversation. Business Rap with Lebo Pasha. It's time for us to get into the business wrap. That's a part of the show where we give you a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news. And on the line, we are joined by Lebo, uh, Lebo Pasha, who is uh, the general manager for Southern Africa at uh, the African Management Institute to give us, um, you know, the top uh, trending business and economics news for the week. Uh, Lebo, greetings to you. I hear that uh, you are in a, a scenic part of the country today. Greetings to you, Mudiwa, and the VFM listeners. Yes, a very scenic part of the country. I'm on the banks of the of the Orange River, right next to the bridge that goes over the river in Aliwal North. So, yeah, I'm having a very nice uh, sundown here at the restaurant right next to the river. <laughs> uh, sundowners sound really nice right now. But uh, getting into the week's, uh, the week's topics, I do understand that uh, for this year, unfortunately, uh, one of the most sought-after uh, video game consoles might not even be available for Christmas. I mean, we're in May, and we're already anticipating Christmas. Yes. Um, well... COVID has really changed the way we look at, at, at things like supply and demand and how things are going to be fulfilled. Um, the biggest challenge with um, the, the PlayStation 5 is that 
demand has been so huge that Sony has just not managed to 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 satisfy people. Um, they'll deliver consoles, and and within a couple of hours, all of those are gone. They've had a major issue where people are now using AI and all sorts of um, ways to buy um, using bots online. So as soon as they open up a couple of uh, consoles for for purchase, um, they're gone. So I think um, people are getting quite smart. They're now using tech to to buy some of these devices and on-sell them. So there's now a very big market of people who are buying these devices to on-sell to other people who are desperate to get their hands on one. You know, these resale markets really sound like they're popping up all over the place. If it's not sneakers, it's, you know, some rare streetwear. If it's not that, it's not the PlayStation 5. It's crazy out there. It's, that's true, but it, it points to issues in the market. So whenever you've got issues on the supply side or on the demand side, um, you will find people who take advantage of that and can make a bit of money from it. So, But one of the other issues is also something that we spoke about the last time I spoke to you, the, the issue around the shortage of chips. Um, that has been a major issue for Sony. And there's also major disruptions as well with global logistics because of COVID again. So it's just been um, yeah, a bad time for Sony with the PlayStation. No, no, it certainly does sound a little bit tough for them. But uh, moving on to, you know, what's, uh, I guess, become quite a, quite an unstable situation um, in the Middle East, uh, what's going on with the escalation and tension um, in Gaza, you know, some insights on this and how the conflict could actually um, impact the region? Yes, we've seen the death toll climbing to 90 people. Um, so it's, it's, it's getting really, really bad, but I think, um, without going into, um, some of the deep politics and, and who's right and who's wrong, I think, um, the other story around this is, it, is what is it going to do to world politics? Because, um, with COVID having gone on and us being in lockdown for more than a year, we've now actually forgotten that just before COVID, we had um, a very unstable situation in the Middle East where the U.S. was basically gearing up to um, fight with Iran. And um, luckily, that sort of situation was disrupted by COVID. But this might, again, start putting us into that situation because we've seen um, Joe Biden come out to actually support Iraq, um, Israel. Apologies. So, um, yeah, when you have this sort of situation, you then tend to have people having to choose sides and that's never a good thing. Yeah, no, and especially, you know, for such a complex issue, I've also been doing a little bit of research on my own. It really does sound like it's going to be one of those very uh, polarizing events that's that's going to force a number of countries um, not to, what's it called, um, you know, not to turn a blind eye anymore. True, and, and it's also the humanitarian impact of what's happening because, there's a lot of um, innocent people, if you'd say that, a lot of civilians that are going to get hurt in this conflict. But beyond that as well, um, as you said, it is polarizing. But the other thing to consider in these sort of situations, we haven't had um, this bad escalation intentions and hostilities. And that means that um, most likely Hamas has managed to, to have a very big collection of rockets. Um, a lot of these have been fired. Israel is saying that 90% of them have been sort of deflected or dealt with. But this means it could be a protracted situation because they've managed to build up quite an arsenal of, of, of weapons. And yeah, this, this could really drag. No, no, we certainly just hope for the best in that region as uh, things, you know, develop in that region. One only hopes that at some point people can reach uh, some type of a peaceful resolution uh, to this decades-long conflict. Uh, coming back to home, you know, this is something I'm quite interested in. Um, you know, why, why, why is Pick and Pay owing me 200 million? Rand. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is good news. I'm I'm always talking about bad news. I've stopped talking about downgrades and things like that. But some positive news. Um, if you're a pick and pay smart shopper, um, there could be some good news for you. Pick and pay says over the past, I think over the past twelve months, um, there's been about two hundred million worth of smart shopper points accumulated, and it is reminding people to go and spend them because. I think a lot of us have had other things on our minds and you might be sitting with 
a couple hundred rands or maybe even a thousand rand of smart chopper points. So um, it's time to go and spoil yourself. It's a, it's a, we're approaching the weekend. So it's time to go out there and maybe use some of those smart chopper points. So you heard it right there. That was us with Lebo Pasha. And he's uh, encouraging us all, if you are a pick and pay smart shopper, go and spend, um, you know, those uh, points uh, that have accumulated pick and pay saying that they have uh, about 200 million rand worth of pick and pay smart shopper points uh, that are available, encouraging people to go out and spend, um, you know, those. Uh, But also at the same time, he was just highlighting uh, the global chip shortage um, and uh, some of its impacts on things like PlayStation, disrupting parts of that um, you know supply chain which might spill over into the Christmas season and also uh, highlighting what's going on in the Middle East with uh, you know the Israeli-Palestine conflict and uh, some of the skirmishes that have been going on in Gaza so that's been it on the other side of this we continue with the show keep it locked this is the business buzz business rep with Lebo Pasha Now, since we have this theme about affordable vehicles, one of the big things when it comes to um, running or operating any motor vehicle is the cost of insurance. Uh, that's la- that adds a big part of the affordability. And, uh, you know, lending, my, lending itself to the trends that are happening in the U.S. where I said um, you've got a large trend towards sports utility vehicles or SUVs. I was just going through some research. And if you look in the United States, um, some of the cheapest cars to insure the top five uh, cheapest cars to insure are actually all suvs right you've got suvs or minivans right you've got things like uh, the chrysler voyager the honda crv uh the mazda cx3 sport uh together with uh together with the honda hrv right so you've got all of those cars and per annum uh, those vehicles are going to set you back you know roughly 19 19 or so thousand rand um or about 190 buffaloes and i was just doing some you know some quick maths and if you actually think about it that's actually not too different uh for what you know people are paying for you know some small cars in south africa and i just find it interesting that um uh, for what we're paying nationally um in south africa for small cars uh people are paying you know roughly the same amount uh for you know an suv or a small crossover vehicle Uh, so that's been it for this uh, buffalo index on the other side of this we get into the main topic on the business bars now, for today, we are talking around uh, this theme, around affordable vehicles and what it takes to uh, run, operate a motor vehicle. And part of that is, uh, you know, the insurance bit. And that's one of the themes that we're going to be running uh, quite strongly with for today. Uh, remember that you can keep in touch with us on uh, Facebook. We have VowFM or Voice of Vits. Our other Facebook page is Vits Radio Academy. On Twitter, we're at VowFM. And then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. Now, as we get into into the main topic for today you might know uh, that when buying a car one can be excited and forget to check all the paperwork and understand the terms and conditions of buying that vehicle Uh, some would misunderstand the repayment plan and some might actually overlook uh, the importance of getting insurance we're going to be hearing from Miranda Tlamini who is a personal finance enthusiast on an online content creator and she's going to be sharing some of her knowledge uh, when it comes to buying a car and the importance in getting uh, the importance in getting insurance uh, when buying uh, that car. Our producer Siabonga spoke to her. Here's what she had to say: Insurance, a most common thing, or the only insurance that is um, accepted with a balloon payment or a financed car is a, a comprehensive motor vehicle insurance. And what this is, is that it's an insurance that covers you, your car, and a third-party claim. So should you get into an accident and maybe you hit someone and they claim from you, your insurance will be able to pay that back. And what the, the banks do, they don't allow you to drive away with the car or drive off with the car from the dealership before you have actual proof of insurance. What this helps them with is that if you drive off and you that car gets stolen and you get into an accident, they have surety that they will be able to recoup that money that they have given you to buy that car or pay the dealership for that car. So that's why it's important to get insurance. On the, the 
topic of insurance, I want to discuss and talk about low premium or lower premium versus lower access. Now, lower premium basically means the monthly premium that you pay for your insurance. If it's lower, most of the times your access amount will be higher. If it's lower, you're paying lower amounts each month. However, should you get into an accident or you need to claim, the higher the, 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 the access amount is, the lower your prepayments or premium will be. And also vice versa, lower access meaning you are paying a far less amount should you claim or the access amount is far less, but your prepayments are much higher. And I'll just use numbers to clarify this if you're a bit lost. So lower premium, higher access is if your car, this 300,000 Rand car that you are now insuring, you are paying 1,500 Rand premiums each month, but the access amount is 10,000 Rand. So should you get into an accident or claim or need to claim from the insurance, you need to have available 10,000 Rand to pay as access. On the other side though, Higher, a higher premium and lower access, you are paying 2,500 Rand as opposed to the 1,500 Rand. However, here, your access is only 5,000 Rand. So for you, you need to decide for, decide for yourself what your financial position is, what can you actually afford, and what makes sense for you financially to do. Because you don't want to be paying low premiums, get yourself into a situation, and have to fork out 10,000 Rand, and get yourself into debt. Now you're taking out loans, now you're using your credit card, and, and, and there's so much financial background information and stuff that you should consider when buying a car, not just the purchase price of the car, but all these other stuff as well. And I just want to talk and touch on factors that determine your um, car insurance price because, I mean, car insurance prices differ for different people and different cars and so on and so forth. And the first thing is the market value of the car. So how much does the car actually cost? The age of the car, the older the car, the more prone you are to be paying a bit of a higher um, um, premium because the car is probably going to need more uh, claiming and all of that stuff. They like factor in. The next thing is the age of the driver, which I know is quite like, wow, what? And also sometimes the gender. Are you a male? Are you a female? Um, where is this vehicle stored and what is it used for? And by stored is like during the day, they will probably ask you when you are like getting an insurance quote or taking out insurance, they'll ask you what what is the daytime address of the car? Where is it parked during the day? And then they'll ask you about like at night, where is it parked? Is it parked off street? Is it parked in um, a gated um, environment? Is it parked in a carport or is it covered? So should there be hailstorms happening? or like is it easily accessible to theft or someone like smash and grab is it parked in a garage all of those things and by them asking all this question they just want to assess the risk because at the end of the day insurance companies are businesses and they want to make sure that the premium that they are charging you is they are able to make some money out of you at the end of the day. So if, for example, you live in a high-risk area that's very prone to um, hijackings of the type of car that you have, your premiums will probably be much more higher because they want to make sure that they are covered as well as a business. Should you claim they're not having to be forking up more money than they are getting back from you. Then something else is like secondary driver. So if there's someone else driving, the behavior of your secondary driver um, and like, it does your car have a tracking device and all of these things they will ask just to make sure that they are assessing your risk to them as a business and how much should they be charging you. So all of these things you need to factor in and consider when you are taking out insurance. And another thing that I want to really stress, which is very, very important that a lot of people don't do, and this is to ensure that the correct depreciated value of your car is recorded by the insurance to lower your premiums. Let me explain. The correct depreciated market value. Let me explain what depreciation is. Depreciation is the reduction in value of an asset over time due to wear and tear. And cars can normally depreciate anything from 15 to 20% per year. So when you are requesting um, insurance and you're getting a quote from the insurer on the purchase price or on the market value price of your car, the following year, your car will not be worth what it was worth when you took that insurance. So make sure to call the insurer and be like, hey, I'm here to correct to get the updated market value, correct, updated, depreciated market value of my car so you can save some money on your monthly premiums. This is something a lot of people don't do. So please do this. On a, 
on anniversary on anniversary of your um insurance date call your insurer find out how much you'll be saving and some people can save anything from 400 to 500 rand on their premiums and over time that actually accumulates and you can save quite a bit of money so please please make sure that this is a step that you are doing because depreciation has to be accounted for and a lot of insurance companies don't adjust this on your behalf it's your initiative and you should be doing this for yourself to save yourself some money because remember at the end of the day end of the day they are a business as well which brings me to the last and final step which is the finance and insurance department at a dealership now when you're buying a car most dealerships actually it's most common that most dealerships have their own in-house finance and insurance department which help you with the financing process and just going through the service providers and people and um banks that they're affiliated with to help you get the best deal on buying your car now if you are going to be using the finance department in a dealership make sure that they are faiis accredited and that they legally have your best interest at heart and they legally shouldn't be giving you biased advice or information this is very important because a lot of the times these places want to refer you to their affiliated bank and maybe that's not the best option and that's not the best um financial decision for you and they could you know be advising you and coaxing you towards making a decision towards their bank instead of actually teaching you and coaching you and making a decision on something that will help and make sense for you and if you are using the financial financial assistance it could help you in the sense that um dealerships have this thing of they are allowed so what happens at a dealership let me just explain the type of business model is their markup percentage is really small so it's not that big so where they make their money is in they are very very volume driven so for them it's not about how much profit they're making on each car but it's about how many cars in total and collectively have they sold to meet the sales targets right so on each salesperson they are maybe given a discount of about 30,000 40,000 or 20,000 per customer that they can allow to be discounting off and giving you the a great deal and all of that cuz at the end of the day they're trying to seal the deal and close the deal and most of the times or sometimes that discount can be um attached to your finances so if you are using their own in-house financing or an affiliated bank that they use they could put together a good deal for you that obviously would make you want to use them um and sometimes you've seen some adverts that say car financing or car prepayment repayments at um prime less 2% or at prime less 3%. That's the discount that they factored in. However, you need to be very careful and be very conscious and be very well read and be that's why financial personal finance is so important. You need to know all of these things for yourself so that when you are in the process of using them and the affiliated bank, you read through and make sure that all the terms and conditions and all these extra added costs you understand where each of them is going because they could give you a discount on your car financing but then they could add this money back towards you know the dealership costs like making sure that the, the car is ready for you registration costs ad, admin fees etc etc and they could this discount back that you think you're getting into these ex, extra added costs as well so you want to make sure that the best deal that you can possibly get you negotiate you ask as many questions and you actually question a lot of things and you show them that you actually know what you were talking about and you know you are conversing with them in a way that they can see they actually won't take you for a ride because you know what you're about you know your personal finance terms and you've watched this video and you you know you've been hooked up and you're like uh 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 I know I know you guys try to catch me out and all of that stuff. So it's very important that you read and research for yourself before going to a dealership and committing to that deal. Thank you so much uh, to Miranda for just giving us you know some of those insights about all the things that uh, we should be looking out for. Uh, on the other side of this we're going to be getting into our COVID business watch before we continue with the show. Keep it locked. This is the business buzz. The, the business buzz. 
We are continuing our show just around uh, what's going on in the affordable car market. And a big piece of that, as we said at the beginning of the show, is the insurance part. And uh, it's a big consideration if you're getting a car. And especially if you're going to have your car being financed, that's usually one of the big requirements. Um, It's to have your car being, uh, you know, insured by someone who is reputable. So for today, we're going to be joined by uh, uh, Ernest North, who is, uh, the co-founder of Naked Insurance and they're going to be in, uh, giving us some you know some interesting insights um, into their business I've actually been uh, to their head offices before they've got uh, quite an interesting insurance product uh, that they have uh, Ernest good evening to you good evening thank you for having me and it's uh, nice to chat to you again I think uh, you know for those that may not know uh, Naked Insurance could you maybe give us some insight um, into what the company actually does because you guys are famous for your unconventional um, insurance cover and also um, as you are talking about that maybe you could give us uh, you know a little bit of background around the name itself Naked (laughs) Absolutely yes that's always one of the first uh, one of the first topics to obviously uh, address so naked is the new way to cover your stuff. It's insurance or access to insurance where the consumer can do everything themselves instantly online having to speak to a call center. And of course, the, a major part of that is the convenience that comes with it, the time saving, literally getting things done in a minute or two online. But as part of it also comes control. So because the, the consumer is in control, for example, on the days that you're not driving, you can simply press one button to pause your accident cover and instantly your premium goes down. So a very, very big focus of why Naked exists is to put co- the, the consumer in control and to put everything at the tip of their fingers. And then finally, uh, because everything is automated and because it is, the new generation of insurance cover where, where, where the consumer is, is in control. The cost savings from doing things in such a digital manner means that those cost savings can be passed on directly to the consumer, which is, of course, the biggest thing that everybody is looking for when, when, when thinking about insurance. And those cost savings then passed back to the consumer in the form of lower premiums. So the, the, the name Naked really stems from a bunch of us that had worked in the insurance industry for many years and and realized that the only way to deliver insurance or build insurance in the way that consumers want to interact with it so that it is the same as which we do everything else in our lives instantly online on our phones was to rebuild this thing from scratch. So it is without the hassles of conventional business processes or, or the typical... Uh, long phone calls or the complicated policy wording. So we said insurance, the new version of insurance with all those things means insurance is now just naked. No, no, no. Thank you so much for that. I think the the convenience, especially taking out the long phone calls with insurance companies, because uh, I personally dread it whenever I get a call from, you know, a number from a certain part of the country, because I always know uh, <laughs> that <laughs> I always know that it's uh, it's my insurance company, um, you know, calling me and it's always a long phone call and you have to spell things online. You have to spell things over the phone and you have to <laughs> clarify all of this and you have to answer security questions and you know all of that so i definitely get um the the impetus to do something that's online based make it easier uh on the side of consumers but uh, from a business end you know one might be wondering if you guys do give people uh this flexible cover how does that affect your own profitability because i think the the common conception at least from a consumer side is that you know insurance companies are just trying to take our money <laughs> no, look. I mean, insurance is a business, and and I think um, it's it's certainly a very valid concern from the consumer that 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 in recent years and decades, uh, there's been times that that for for good reason the the industry hasn't had the best of reputation, and and we realise that one of the real big opportunities to fix this is to use technology to just make everything transparent. 
and really give the customer from the beginning access to the very best price. And so not only, like you say, is the process of, of spending 40 minutes on the phone a really frustrating one, but actually where, where it gets really murky is the fact that when you've done this quote on, uh, over the phone, you then get a price where you're not actually quite sure if it is the best price because there's always this element of negotiation that is still present. And even when you try and cancel a conventional insurance policy, of course, the, the traditional insurance call center approach is, okay, now all of a sudden we will start negotiating with you. And we were just really excited to realize that by, by giving the consumer without acknowledging access to the very best price from the beginning, we can remove this whole uh, dance of back and forth and, and, and negotiation. The consumer can just be in control and we can just give the customer the very best price from the beginning by having them interact on the, on, 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 on the website or on the app. Now, in terms of profitability, you, you asked a great question. Theoretically, then, yes, we are, we are leaving some money on the table which a conventional insurer would, 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 would make. But the, 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 the long-term vision for us here is that the sustainability of our model is that we can, we can scale this business extremely quickly and we can sign up thousands or 10,000 clients without actually having to speak to any of them. And so the moment what has been happening in our business, the moment the word starts getting out that this new thing, this new way of insurance where everything is instant and convenient and actually I get the best price from the beginning so I don't have to negotiate. The moment the word starts getting out, the, the, the people almost start marketing it on our behalf. And, and what's happening then is that actually the number of customers that were signing up that way is more than making up for the little bit of extra profit which we're not making by by overcharging. So it really is a it really is a stemming from a from taking a sustainable long term view of how to build this business. And and so far we've been really grateful that that the public has responded really well to it. Uh, perhaps you know as an extension of that, maybe you could give us uh, maybe some insight into. Um, what are some of the different products that you guys have? Is it only cars? Is it certain types of cars? Um, is it because I believe you guys also have uh, the household insurance? Um, you know, how old do you need to be? You know, to even um, you know to even uh, start getting insured? You know, all of those basic yeah. things. Yeah. So, so the, the 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 important thing to say is that the actual cover itself is not that radically different to a conventional insurance policy. In fact, the policies that we sell are all underwritten by Hollard Insurance Company. Um, but the, but the, so the product itself and the cover itself is not that different. Uh, what, what is different is the way in which people can get access to it and some of the flexibility to only access the specific bits that you want. So for example, on car insurance, Yes, our biggest seller is conventional comprehensive car insurance. That's certainly the one that we're selling the most of. And, and as part of that, um, it obviously comes with this cover pause benefit, uh, which I described earlier, where the consumer presses one button on the days that they're not driving, the premium goes down by about 50% instantly. Uh, so that's, that's obviously one of the most popular things. But uh, uh, something else that we introduced is the ability to buy third-party-only car insurance for an extremely low price. So buying third-party only insurance but that only protects you uh, if you, against the legal liability, if you cause an accident. Typically in the market, that, that won't, you won't get access to that for less than 200 or 250 rand. And because of Naked's technology, we can sell that uh, from around 40 or 45 rand. So from a car insurance perspective, those are certainly our two, our two main offerings. And then, as you say, we, we also last year extended the product range to include uh, buildings insurance and conventional home contents insurance. But another exciting innovation that we have is that a, a consumer can choose to either buy a conventional home contents insurance policy and as part of that to give details or specify specific valuable items. 
However, if you don't want a home contents policy, with us you can also buy a standalone cover for one or two single items. So if you only want to insure a laptop, you can go onto the app and literally buy only cover for a single laptop. And so I think that flexibility to see which kind, which, which makeup or which combinations of cover is right for your specific needs is really, and, and, and having all of that available on the app or on the website so that you can literally customize your own cover. I think that's part of the, that's really key to the, to the offering. Um, Ernest, since we have you on the phone, you know, as someone who does understand insurance, I think our young audience could really benefit from, you know, understanding some of the typical gripes or typical misconceptions that people do have um, when it comes to when it comes to insurance, especially things like uh, motor vehicles, because, you know, sometimes someone might not understand why a 20-year-old male who drives a City Golf or a Golf GTI is paying more in uh, insurance versus, let's say, a 40- or 50-year-old woman who drives a Range Rover. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, look, it is, it is, there is some extremely complicated uh, mathematics that sits behind all of that, um, and 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 most insurance providers have have fairly technical uh, calculations in the background that 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 sort of drive the 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 algorithms that determine who gets charged what. But what I can say is that the, there are there are a couple of fairly consistent factors that. That, that do influence the premium the, in the most significant factor. So um, roughly in, in, in order of importance, um, obviously number one is the value of the car and, and the type of car. So, so the, the higher the value of the car, the more the premium is typically. But it also depends on the, on the types of car. So a, a, a vehicle that statistically has a higher chance of an accident, for example, the average power to weight ratio is higher, those things are very important in the in the premium calculation, and then the other one, of course, like as you mentioned, is the age factor. Um, it, it's uh, it's 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 quite it's quite interesting to see how dramatically the statistics, when we analyse claims, confirm the the how the likelihood of having an accident uh, goes down uh, as your as your age gets gets higher, and so th- those things do get. Uh, do contribute significantly, um, but one of the exciting things also is is the fact that um, your claims history and 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 the fact that how long have you had your license without having an accident is something that definitely impacts your premium significantly as well. So, if you have, for example, not had an accident with um, in the last year or two, it should it should uh, impact your premium significantly and and and. Typically, even though things like inflation to the and 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 in the times of COVID, some vehicles are extremely exposed to inflation because they have to import the parts. For some vehicles, the 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 those premiums need to go up on an annual basis. But if you are a good driver and you haven't had a claim in the last year or two, then very often uh, your good driving would would mean that you wouldn't receive a big increase like the average person um, or your premium could even maybe stay flat so it is it, it is it, it is a, a complicated set of mathematics I guess my main recommendation on all of this uh, is it is only to try and 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 get as many quotes or, or try and quote as often as possible because that is the that is the, the best way to guarantee that you're giving yourself the best shot um, at paying the lowest possible premium. No, no, thank you so much for that. And I think the other the other piece, um, you know, we're trying to understand is, uh, you know, earlier on, uh, maybe it lends itself to what you've just described to us, that whole process. Uh, we were actually checking, and uh, one of the interesting things when it came to just looking at the trends that we highlighted earlier on in the show was that it seems that uh, people in America are actually able to ensure uh, some of the cheapest 
top, the top five cheapest cars to insure in the United States uh, all seem to be either minivans or SUVs. And, you know, when one does the conversions on an annual rate, it seems to be roughly the same amount that people are paying uh, for, you know, smaller vehicles in South Africa. Um, how much does all of that, you know, I guess, where the economy itself, um, how much does all of that lend itself to uh, the actual premiums that people end up paying at the end of the day? Yes, absolutely. So, so I think that it's also worth uh, keeping in mind that the, the, the algorithms and the processes of, of, of determining which profiles or which specific risks or which specific cars need to pay which premiums, those calculations or those, those algorithms are learning on an ongoing basis. And, and the more certain trends in society and specifically how people use their cars affect their risk, the more it will be reflected in, in the premiums. And so, for example, over the, last, um, over the last 14 or 15 months, we've started seeing significant shifts in how certain types of vehicles are being driven and how certain people, especially of a certain age that live in certain areas, have now started using their car way less. And the, and the likelihood of having an accident in that kind of profile has gone down. Whereas the likelihood of having an accident uh, for people that do certain kinds of jobs or people that, that still have to go drop off the kids at school or, or those kinds of things, th- that likelihood of an accident has not gone down. So I, I guess, I mean, the, the minivan one is a very, a very interesting one because that, that, that typically could be uh, shorter distances where people are, are on average, when, when, when they live in one suburb, the school is, in most cases, within three or four or five kilometers. And so the average distances being driven translates into lower risk and then that translates into lower premiums. But I think what's really exciting, uh, and, and we're certainly seeing it in our data, is the prospect of very, very dynamically uh, analyzing how the society and how the trends in how people are driving is changing the risk um, and, and how we can translate that into uh, reducing the premiums for the low-risk profiles even more over time. And so, again, it, it sort of points back to my earlier comment that for the consumer, what this means is you may be doing a quote on, on a vehicle today, uh, same vehicle, you at the same profile three or four months from now, that premium may be significantly lower, um, even more reason just to try and do a quote uh, quite often. I think as we end off, Ernest, because you've really been able to explain, um, you know, so many of the things, I think we're definitely um, getting value uh, from what's going on. Uh, But as we end off, maybe you could give us, you could talk to us um, around uh, just bringing it back to naked insurance itself, um, how COVID-19 may be um, affected um, a way that was buying patterns because I'm sure that motor vehicle sales um, were not the way that they usually are, but also at the same time how it affected cover because I can imagine that if people have the option to pause their cover when they aren't driving, if a lot of people um, found themselves, you know, at home for an extended period of time, um, you know, how does that affect uh, your business? Yes. Yeah, so I think on the first one of, of buying patterns, you're right that in the in the couple of months that there was that there was hard lockdown, uh, obviously vehicle sales were, were were close to zero, and we saw um, because we can see when a when a car is buying insurance from us, we can see whether that car is uh, or whether the user is producing on the app a proof of cover document to give to the bank or give to the dealer, and we could see how many how 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 few in in fact in some months it was close to zero. That, that almost zero cars were being bought during those months. However, we were extremely grateful that despite the sort of strange time that we were in last year, um, I think the buying pattern of people just getting more comfortable of doing things on and specifically then in the case of naked, buying your insurance without speaking to a call center, literally doing it all on it, it seems like it it looked like there was a, a, a major step change, just a massive ramp up in terms of adoption. And so even despite the, 
sort of challenging economic times of COVID, our actual sales just from insurance sales, just from people switching from conventional insurers to using Naked, um, actually reached record months, uh, record sales in, 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 in every month of last year. So that was a really positive thing for us. And the other positive thing for us was that um, we usually give our customers roughly a 50-50% saving uh, on the days that they're not driving, if they use this cover pause feature. But when, what, when lockdown started, a couple of days before lockdown, we realized that um, that level of risk now is going to be even lower than it is on an average day when a consumer, say, parks their car at the airport or that kind of thing, because people are going to be literally stuck at home. And so we decided at the start of lockdown that as long as it is hard lockdown, we're going to increase that saving to 90%. So we literally had thousands and thousands of people um, that were from the, from roughly March paused their accident cover and were only paying about 10% of their premium wow. for, in, in, in many cases, five, six, seven months. And I, 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 I'm extremely grateful that we were able to use our technology to make that saving available to people in an instant. And... From a profitability perspective, yes, the level of premiums we received were lower, but, I mean, claims were lower and the risk were lower. So we just felt it's the right thing to do to make that reflective. And and, and so in the end, um, the, the level of goodwill that we achieved and the level of uh, promotion that we've got from, from, from our existing clients recognizing that we are not, that we are actually not just saying things, we are... We are literally doing insurance in a new way. I think that goodwill just carried us very far. And, and we've subsequently changed that saving back to the normal level of 50%. But even today, we have, we have thousands of customers that are still using cover pause on an active basis. Um, keeping the vehicle stationary and just activating cover for one or two days per week. And I think, I mean, it's, it's interesting to see, of course, that Many people, you would see in the, in the advertising space, many people have started advertising uh, similar kinds of things. Uh, we're extremely proud that, that, that we've pioneered something that is making the consumer benefit. And uh, I, I think we're still the only ones that can do it in such a seamless online way where you do everything yourself and control it on the app. Uh, and, and we're extremely grateful that consumers are using that and, and helping uh, that get better and helping that use that feature to get better value for money. So that's been it. Uh, thank you so much uh, to Ernest North, who is the co-founder of Naked Insurance, giving us some insight into their business, how it works, uh, their unconventional business model that actually allows uh, for people to pause um, their vehicle insurance and uh, also giving us some insight into how uh, their, their, their business model was actually affected uh, by COVID-19 and some of the savings that they have worked to pass on uh, to Consumers and also giving us uh, some explanations just around what it actually takes uh, to get into uh, calculating the um, the premiums for a lot of people. So that's been it on the other side of this. Uh, we come to the end of the show. COVID BizWatch on, on the Business Buzz. In our COVID Business Watch, we look at the impact of COVID-19 on businesses uh, in and around South Africa. And for today, we are joined by uh, Edwin Sibia, who is the group, group CEO of uh, Lesira Tech. Uh, greetings to you, Edwin. Good evening, sir, and how are you? No, 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 doing all right on this end. Thank you so much for joining us. I think uh, for our listeners out there, can you give us some, uh, can you talk to us a little bit about uh, the business? What did you guys do? When did you start a business? Yes. Tech is a designer and manufacturer of smart metering systems. We started the business in 2003, focusing uh, quite a lot on prepaid water meters. But since then, we've managed to diversify into numerous uh, uh, products. And I couldn't help to, 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 based on the conversation that we're facing now, to say how did actually COVID impact uh, the business and all of that, you know. And I'm sure your listeners may agree with me that the, the companies that really excelled within that uh, period was the company that were focusing quite a lot on technology. You know, you look at the companies to the likes of your Netflix, 
uh, those uh, your, your Facebook, because everybody was just sitting on the on the couch with their phone and the TV. So and and that's where we 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 kind of play a role as a business. And then, and then, and in terms of that, then how did COVID nineteen actually uh, specifically for your business? Because um, given what you've just described to us, one would think that you guys uh, would have done well during that time. Yes, so if you look at what has been the greatest need for the COVID, so there's been quite a push in terms of washing hands and sanitizing and all of that. <clears throat> now. With that being said, so municipalities found themselves in a very tight corner because they couldn't let their meter readers out there in the field to go read meter. But because of the technology that we've developed, so our meters can remotely send the water meter readings to the municipality to avoid any movement to any house within that. But more than that, if you look at the, the, the areas where the infrastructure is not in place, so we, and during the lockdown period, when the Department of Water and Sanitation announced that they will be rolling out the water tanks for to help people with water, we then developed within that time the, the tank uh, level monitors where they can it can they can be notified when the tanks are running low so that the people don't run out of water. So it has been a very very busy development time. But I always say if your business you couldn't put it on the phone at, on the time of COVID, then you, you will be left behind. <laughs> I like that very much. Um, as we end off, uh, you know, because we are running out of time, um, Edwin, um, any lessons that you could pass on to our fellow business people um, that because, you know, it sounds like you were busy during, you know, what was a tough time for a lot of businesses. Um, any lessons or any pearls of wisdom you can pass on to other business people? Yes, if, if one had to summarize this, to say adapt or die, you know, you have to change with the time. You cannot be moaning about the situation. You have to adapt. And move technology is the way to go. Adapt or die, those are the words of Edwin Sibia, who is the CEO of Leshira Tech, giving us insight into how COVID-19 has affected them and their business. So that's been it for this edition of the of uh, the Business Buzz. Remember that you can uh, keep in touch with us. It was quite an interesting show, uh, particularly around, uh, you know, insurance, what it takes uh, to actually buy a motor vehicle, some of the things that you need to be, um, you know, worried about and look out for very interesting discussion uh thank you so much to miranda thank you so much to ernest uh for availing themselves for today hopefully we can talk um you know in the next show just around actual affordability financing vehicles and some of the trends that are actually being seen in the vehicle showrooms so that's been it remember that you can keep in touch with us on uh facebook we are VFM or voice of fits now uh, at VFM, that's our twitter handle and then our hashtag is a hashtag business buzz you can also visit vids.journalism.co.za forward slash business uh, for more great content uh, from uh, the business buzz team so that so with that thank you to our amazing team thank you to our technical producer uh, Kotlano Serame together with our producers uh, Glory Mabuza and Tando Klimba CB together with Siabonga Mota don't miss the business buzz same time same place next week for more insight into the world of a business. Don't turn that down. We've got more great content coming up on the VOW FM lineup. So from myself, Mudio Mob, Justice Kawaza, and the rest of the team, it is good evening and take care. The Business Buzz Podcast.